Hi, I'm Alex Bellinger and this is Small Biz Pod on Thursday the 16th of August. Well, uh, coming up in today's show, I've got a, a remarkable interview with a remarkable woman, uh, a female entrepreneur called Jennifer Irvin of uh, Pure Package, uh, a company that brings a whole new meaning to the concept of Meals on Wheels. And uh, I've also got the usual roundup of uh, comments from listeners and quite a lot of uh, bits and pieces and news and information and advice and diary dates for you. So uh, I'll try and remember all of those. If I forget, then, uh, uh, well, there's always next next episode. Uh, but first, uh, let me just say thank you all, all you listeners and readers of the blog out there, for your patience during the Small Biz Pod server change. We, ser- we, we served, we changed servers, and everything had gone entirely smoothly, and then there was a screw-up, uh, uh, which was nothing to do with us, um, and I was very angry about it. But anyway, for a, a little while, the uh, the blog um, and the podcast feeds were not pointing at the, at the right place. But all sorted now. Apologies to those of you. If any of you have... Uh, suddenly had a whole load of old episodes of Small Biz Pod being downloaded automatically to your uh, computer, then apologies for that. That was probably due to this server issue. But we're on a a new home. We're in a new home, Small Biz Pod. Plenty of room for expansion and growth. Lots of exciting things coming up in September, October time in terms of uh, new snuff, new snuff, new stuff at Small Biz Pod. So, uh, yeah, uh, more on that later. Uh, But first, one of the diary things I wanted to get out of the way was simply that it is uh, the first pod camp in the UK will take place in Birmingham on the 1st and 2nd of September. So only a couple of weeks away if you're listening to this right now that I'm recording it. Um, And yeah, it's going to be a great event. Pod camps are very relaxed, informal, loosely structured events that kind of coalesce on the day uh, or over the two days so that anyone can contribute, anyone can participate. Uh, And it's about learning from each other about new media, about podcasting. Uh, There's going to be lots of people there. I think over 80 already signed up. And it's absolutely free. So do pop along if you're in the area or if you want to uh, make it up to Birmingham. It is free, as I said, and you can find out more details at www.podcampuk.com I'm going to be there as are quite a lot of other podcasters and lots of other interesting people so uh, look forward to seeing you there if you can make it. Now one thing that I did want to mention was uh, the very kind sponsorship that Abbey Business Centres have provided for the Small Biz Pod blog. If you've not read the blog recently do check it out. Um, Some great articles and information and advice there on a regular basis from a variety of bloggers and special guests Um, and um, Abbey Business Centres have uh, kindly sponsored it as I say and uh, also are offering uh, Small Biz Pod subscribers uh, or or listeners or readers um, an opportunity to uh, sign up to any of their virtual office packages and get one month free. So Abbey Business Centres, they they provide you know virtual office facilities they provide meetings facilities uh, based in cities uh, major cities around the UK so do check them out uh, they're they're one of those companies that i think fits really well with 
um i you know i just feel comfortable with you know a bit like bibby the sponsors of the podcast before abbey business centers uh the guys there james um and donald who i spoke to uh they're good um and i like them and uh, it's good to have them on board so thanks very much abby for your sponsorship and do go and check check them out uh, click on the blog links to uh, get through to view that special offer on virtual on on a virtual office package okay uh, lots more to cover off uh, a little bit later but let's first go straight into my interview with jennifer irvin of pure package Okay, well, healthy eating is certainly uh, becoming something that more and more of us are aware of. Uh, certainly, if you're if you've got a hectic business or family life, uh, eating well is important. Um, and w- there's an entrepreneur uh, who has uh, s- established a business that very much uh, takes the hassle out of eating healthily. It's a kind of a a healthy Meals on Wheels, a strange combination. Meals on Wheels brings all sorts of strange connotations. But this company, uh, The Pure Package, uh, produces healthy food delivered to your door um, whenever and wherever you want it. And the, the founder of this particular business is a, a remarkable woman called uh, Jennifer Irvin. And uh, I'd like to welcome Jennifer to Small Biz Pod today. Hi, Jen. Hello, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Very good. Excellent. Um, first of all, uh, what was it that, apart from the obvious, I mean, what, what was it that prompted you to, to, to start this business when you did? Well, um, I had the idea and I just thought it was, it was some, a product and something that I would absolutely love myself. Yeah. So, um, so that's really what motivated me to start. And was it one of those things where you think, God, I, I really wish this was this was around, and then you thought, well, hang on a minute, if it's not around, that's a really good business idea, I might capitalise on it. Exactly. Well, I thought I, I thought it was something that I would definitely buy myself. Yeah. And I have to admit that I don't think I could run my business unless I had my business, you know, helping me. So it's um, so we we have a wonderful partnership, me and my business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and initially you started um, by, uh, by by sort of cooking, preparing, and cooking these meals in your own kitchen, like a a lot of food businesses. I mean, I seem to remember uh, Patax uh, started in you know in in their own own sort of domestic kitchen. How yeah. how did that work out? Well, when I first came to starting, I had this um, very small galley kitchen, which was about was oh foot space wise about three foot by ten foot mm-hmm. and I suppose if you put, included my countertops it was it was double that triple that even so sort of ten foot by by about eight foot really small galley kitchen um, and I had the idea to start the business um, and I was very nervous about that so what I did was I, I phoned my local um, environmental health officer mm-hmm. who was absolutely lovely and felt very honored to be invited over so i invited the local environmental <laughs> health officer around and he said that i had a lovely kitchen sink and <laughs> right. um, that i should that, that that it was ready for a business so i went off and i did um he recommended that i do sort of a basic um health and hygiene course and mm-hmm. i did that and um off i went it was that simple so I literally started from the kitchen sink with my regular household fridge freezer. Yeah. And within yeah. a very short amount of time, I had to get another fridge freezer um, in the spare bedroom. And then I had to get a walk-in chiller in my back garden. Uh. <laughs> 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 and, 
Okay. So, um, uh, clearly you, you, before you, inv I mean, you, you, basically you didn't go out looking for funding or anything like that. You just built the business from scratch, built it on the basis of orders. How did you go out? I mean, what, one of the things that, that lots of sort of early stage uh, entrepreneurs and, and startups find, find difficult is just going out there and getting the orders in because selling is sometimes thing, something that, that, that people haven't experienced before or haven't done before. How did you deal with just going out and selling your food? Well, my product was, the Pure Package is a diet delivered to your door. So basically we work out exactly what somebody should be eating and then we deliver to them exactly what they should be eating so their breakfast, their lunch, their dinner, their snacks, everything so they can do something. So it's quite a unique concept. It's quite a basic concept, but it's not something that was ever done in the country before. Yeah. So... I knew, I knew right from the beginning that because I didn't have a big budget to spend on research, that I had to get quite accurate research in the beginning. And also, I knew that my friends loved me too much. And whenever I asked them their opinion on things, they all went, marvelous, delicious, fantastic, yeah. nice. I had yeah. some more. Yeah. So I sort of combined this whole thing, and that's how I got my first exposure. So what I used to do is I would read a newspaper or a magazine or read an article written by a journalist. Yeah. Now, journalists love, are very opinionated. Yeah. That's what they are by nature. Um, present, present company probably. <laughs> um, basically, I, what I did was I would, I would read an article by somebody and I would phone them up or email them or get in contact with them somehow and say, look, I'm starting a business. I'm not looking for you to write a piece on me. I'm just looking for you to have some free food and tell me what you think. And the poor souls, I would send them about a nine-page questionnaire, and I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> asking them to tick the boxes and tell me what they thought. And people were really honest and incredibly helpful. Yeah, yeah. But also out of this, these different journalists also wrote pieces about us. Yeah, yeah, that's so clever. So it was fantastic. Yeah. We launched on the 1st of, of March, about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And by the sort of the 2nd of March, there was a big piece on us in the Evening Standard. And by the next day, I had sort of Patsy Kendrick on the phone going, please, please, don't put me on your wait list. Fantastic. Okay, you have extra. <laughs> and then... So we really... It was wonderful. So, I mean, that's a that's a, an interesting combination of uh, PR and market research all rolled into one, which is a, yeah. a clever move, uh, I must say. Well, and I, I have a background in PR. That That is a clever move. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I have to say, I'm actually quite a shy, nervous person. I know that sounds utterly ridiculous. But I was too scared to approach banks because being rejected, I was too nervous to go and see venture capitalists, the kind of scary questions they would ask. Yeah. You can never be 100% sure how your business is going to do. And it was the same thing with journalists and things. I really wanted their opinions. And I think that sort of shines through. And they were very nice to me. Um, and yeah. I was extremely lucky. And the same goes for, I, I managed to sort of get a whole load of celebrity clients. And the same goes for them. Absolutely fantastic people. We haven't got a budget and we don't pay any of the celebrities. But at the same time, we've got the endorsement of some really incredible individuals. So, so I mean, I know Ruby Wax, who uh, is someone I love on TV. She, uh, she, she's one of your customers, isn't she? Yes. Well, we helped her to get that ready for the bastards a while back. And she yeah, yeah. She was delighted with us. She was trying to fit into this size 8 dress. 
And when she first approached me with it, I have to admit, I did laugh. Um, <laughs> but it was, it, was, it, it was a water retention issue, so we were able to help her out. Right, um, okay. And the same goes with people like, um, like getting Hugh Jackman ready for X-Men 3. And okay. We really look after a really wide variety of people. We look after a lot of the models, actually. Yeah. Um, most, of the, most of the supermodels are really interesting because you would expect them to be sort of singing from the rooftop while I eat, um, which would be fantastic. But actually, a lot of them wanted to be kept quiet. I guess they keep seeing it as their secret weapon. Mm, mm, mm. No, I can understand that. So, um, actually, you know, in terms of nutritionally, if you're preparing um, uh, food specifically for an individual's diet, I mean, do you have do you have nutritionists on board who go out and 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 chat or discuss the you know the, the particular issues of the individuals who you're catering to? Most of our clients were able to build a profile for over the phone. Yeah. Generally, they're 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 generally quite healthy individuals who know what they should be eating and spend their lives feeling really guilty that they're not eating what they should. Yeah, yeah. So all we have to do is build a profile for them and find out their height and weight and how often they're exercising and what their health goals are. Yeah. And we're able to work things out like that. Yeah. But yes, we do have an in-house team of therapists as well as a team of consultant therapists, visiting yeah. therapists. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're always talking. So, um, just going back to kind of the sort of marketing and the work. I mean, obviously, once you'd once you'd got in the Evening Standard and you got some uh, some you know customers on a waiting list, and yeah, you people like Ruby Wax and, and other celebrities started getting interested and, and signing up for the for your service. Was was primarily growth driven through word of mouth, or, or or did you did you how did you go out and market the business? Yeah. Actually, we had to kind of cut, take it easy on a lot of the publicity. I mean, for I think generally, if a company is growing the way that we've grown, you don't want to more than double in size each year. Yeah. And um, if you do, the growing pains become too ferocious. Yeah. So we've been nicely doubling in size each 12 months, mm-hmm. which is very respectable, and it's a lovely situation to be in. And I have to say, if anything, we have calmed down our our marketing and our, our public relations yeah. in comparison to uh, to how we were at the beginning because I, I didn't realize, I suppose when you have a really fantastic product, when you've got something that you're really exceptionally proud of as we are, yeah. it's, it's relatively easy to sell because as soon as you tell somebody about the existence of it, they say, oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. if they can afford it, they do it. Yeah. It's, it, it's such a good service and it's such a wonderful thing that you just have to tell people about its existence. Yeah, that's yeah. the job done. Now, at the moment, you're based in. Uh, I know you've got a, um, uh, a sort of uh, office and and um, kitchens in New Covent Garden, haven't you? Is that right? Yes, we're right in New Covent Garden Market, which is the biggest fruit and vegetable yeah. market in the UK. So it's the ideal location for us. So uh, when I decided to move the business out of the house, which that happened relatively early on. Yeah. Um, we, I, I thought of all the different places in London that I'd like to be located, and I couldn't have thought of anywhere more perfect than yeah, the yeah. Covent Garden Market. Yeah. So it was just perfect timing that we were that there was something available for us, and we were able to uh, move the business in there, and it, it's fantastic. It 
really is a very inspiring location. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And have you got plans to 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 develop into to other cities? Uh, how 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 are you sort of looking in terms of what what are your what are you thinking in terms of expansion? My my plans for taking over the world. Oh, okay. Well, first of all. Um, you, that's what you'd be referring to. First yeah. of all, um, really, I, I don't feel like London is even close to done. Yeah. So uh, I feel that London, if you if you ask people in London if they've heard of the Pure Package, very few people have. So we still have a lot of work to do on the Pure Package front, just with our exposure in our first city. Yeah. I've been approached by many, many people from lots of cities around the world who are really interested in franchising the opportunity. Yeah. So... When I find the right person, I will go with them and we will work together. Yeah. But the yeah. first franchise is very important than the first other city that we open in. Yeah. But at the moment, my plan in the UK is to get as much brand exposure as we can. And when we become a brand that people really aspire to be, to have, but can't necessarily afford or are not located in the right area, we're going to expand into other goods and products and yeah. services. Yeah. So whether it's the Pure Package Detox Holiday or the Pure Package Gym or the Pure Package um, Vitamins or the Pure Package Smoothie or whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. we're going to start doing all these other things. But right now, we still have a lot of work to do. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad I'm glad your ambition is is as it is <laughs> it's uh yeah, no I, I that all makes a lot of sense. Now, you um uh, you, you have been through some some very rough times, haven't you? Um, uh, yeah. What what's been your what's been your sort of hardest moment in terms of sort of driving the business forward and running your own business? Have there been moments when you thought, oh, hang on a minute, this is all? I just no, I can't. I don't want to do this anymore. Or, or, or <laughs> I'm sure there've been I many. Still I, have it, those mornings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, what's been your been what's really been your hardest? Hard we, for example, we. Um, Someone came in and stole our computers once, and that was just awful. But we, we, I'm very sort of, you know, organized about backups and things. So no client noticed and everything actually went all fine. So these things happen that make you go, I want to give up. I really do. And But what sort of keeps you going is we've got just the most wonderful clients, and you know that you're helping them tremendously. And there have been times in my life where, horrible things have happened over the last few years where I thought, oh, I don't think I can handle the pure package, but if I shut this company down, which is not really an option anymore because there's so many people working at it and you've got so many clients. I mean, there was a perfect example is I was attacked and the guy left me with a broken leg and broken finger and I was six months pregnant at the time and I was really upset by the whole ordeal and I couldn't really leave my house after that and I, I was very, very affected. Yeah, yeah. But every day, my breakfast, my lunch, my dinner, my snacks, all my food for the day turned up, all prepared by my team of chefs. <laughs> it uh-huh. was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And I just, it just made me appreciate what we're doing for so many people. Okay, a lot of our clients are, are, are busy, are the healthy, wealthy, and, and, and they probably love our service. and We probably keep them sane, but yeah. at the same time, we're not necessarily, you know, we're not necessarily providing a sort of life-changing service. But I don't know how I could have got through that time yeah. when I was unable to make a tea, cup of tea and carry it yeah, yeah, to a chair yeah, and sit yeah. down without the pure package. And it was fantastic. 
it's really, an, really fantastic. And I, I love the service. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't contemplate closing closing the company down because I don't know what I'd do without it. I'd miss it too much. No, absolutely. I mean, it's an extraordinary kind of um, karma thing, that, isn't it? That you, 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 you develop a business which, at your lowest point... Um, you know, o- offers you a service which is is just perfect for you at that moment. It's a kind of a, oh, a nice a nice cycle. Oh, it's lovely! It's absolutely lovely. I'm sure if I was in 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 the business of spare parts for a car or something, and and these things happen in your life, you can sort of go, oh, the world can do without this service. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. When you're running when you're running a service like the Pure Package, where you're really helping people and transforming their lives and making their lives easier. I couldn't. I couldn't do that to my clients. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. to my team. Who, it's so rewarding. And you're right. It, I do have this lovely feeling that we are that that I'm going to go to heaven because I'm running <laughs> a company. No, seriously. Yeah. It's a very ethically run company. We've carbon neutralized all of our deliveries, and we backdated that until the sort of till till when we, we I started the company. Yeah. And we have um, everything that we buy, we make sure that, you know, none of it's genetically modified, a lot of Mm -hmm. it's organic, everything is is free range. We make sure that it's it's all ethically sourced. So it's really nice. Not only are we feeding people exactly what they should be eating, but we're also feeding feeding them things that have come from places that are the right places. It's lovely. It's yeah. really lovely. Yeah. Me. But you kind of indicated earlier that obviously it is going to be quite, it is quite expensive. And uh, are you kind of saving the rich? When Are you going to get to a point where where your your market is big enough that you're able to, to provide a service that, that everyone can afford? Well, the, uh, that's why we're in, that's why I'm interested in in when the, when we get to a point in introducing other products. Yeah. So people will be able to afford our bars, or they will be able to afford the different things that we do. Um, but there are a lot of people in 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 London who can afford our service. Yeah. Um, if you think of how much I don't know a normal single bloke spends every day on food, mm. but let's say you have Starbucks for breakfast and you have you know, prep for lunch and you have a takeaway for dinner, well, that's probably going to be about 25 quid. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And our service is about £30 a day. So it's not, it's so, not crazy. So, yeah, it's I can see, crazy. I could see a lot of, I used to work in London and, and uh, I could see a lot of, a lot of people, maybe not every day of the week, but on a couple of nights yeah. a week thinking, oh, not only am I not having to cook, but I'm actually doing my, doing myself a favour by eating this food. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It does make people feel good. And you don't have to get, feel guilty about what you're eating. I think especially well-educated, intelligent people who generally my clients are very well educated, very intelligent individuals who spend their time eating food that they feel guilty about. Mm. And you shouldn't have to feel guilty about your food. I mean food food is wonderful. Food is, is like art or music or anything. It, it's it's all about the senses. And and food has become almost almost dirty. Ooh, you know, yeah. oh, I'm having my dinner, it's not necessarily gonna be a good thing. Mm. Whereas mm. Whereas I think we're making, we're putting, we're putting it back where you can actually eat something that's convenient and is also delicious. And people can enjoy with their senses. Yeah. 
Now, as an, as an entrepreneur, you you were kind of recognised for for your business quite early on. I know that you won um, Young Entrepreneur of the Year, I think, at the Startups Awards in two thousand and four. Is that right? Yeah, I was the only woman finalist. I think I was the first ever woman finalist for that award. So that was that was a that was a really great honour. Yeah, it yeah, was great yeah. fun. And I have to say, at the time, I thought, how do they know? <laughs> <laughs> how, how can they possibly know? You know, I know that I'm, you know, going to make it, and the business is going to make it. But at the time, we were we were delivering so few meals. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, now we deliver thousands of meals a week, and at the time we were delivering. I think when 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 they announced that I was a finalist, I think we were delivering about seven, 60, 70 meals a week. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was it was quite. It was um, wonderful. And uh, these awards, like the Startup Awards, are a tremendous pat on the back. They really are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the more of them that are out there, it really is fantastic. And, and they go through a real stage of, of judging and working, working things out. And I've always been very impressed. I mean, and I think, yeah, I mean, I think uh, they're... It's hard. It's it's really hard and hard work <laughs> and tough and occasionally distressing and depressing. Being you know running, starting and running your own business. So to have, you know, to have any kind of recognition um, like that is a real boost from a sort of motivational point of view. Whether or not you know it means, it, whether or not it you know it means anything to the bottom line of the business. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean anything automatically to the bottom line, but it gives you a credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Among uh, when you're recruiting staff or among your team that already exists, people are able to call their families and say, "We just won an award. We won Manufacturing Company of the Year at the Startup Awards last year." Yeah. And it was a fantastic thing for us to win. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was just wonderful for the whole team. It just it just it just means the world to everybody, and it's lovely. And especially as an entrepreneur, there's nobody. I have hundreds and hundreds of people in my life, and but at the same time, none of them are really saying you don't get a medal very often. No, no, I no. Mean, I, I managed to get through sort of, sort of the birth of my first daughter without having that epidural, but yet nobody gave me a medal afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and there's so many things like that in life where yeah. you kind of do deserve a medal, but you don't get one. Yeah, because. It's, it's your own thing, especially with being an entrepreneur. Nobody, nobody takes you aside and says, you know what, you're actually doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Instead, you quite often just hear, hear the negative things. So it's absolutely lovely when you have something positive. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would, I would definitely advocate that people enter awards. And also, it's, um, as somebody who doesn't have shareholders and doesn't have people that I have to, have to sort of, relate to so long as I do my accounts once a year I'm okay but it's quite good when you have to do um, an entry or you have to yeah. meet judges or you have to do something like that because you actually get to stand in front of people and, and self-analyze yeah 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 so it brings a bit of uh, uh, focus and sort of an additional sort of level of self-awareness business self-awareness absolutely absolutely Okay, Jennifer Irving, thanks very much for joining me today. Thank you. Well, I enjoyed that conversation with uh, Jennifer very much. Um, apologies, the, the audio quality wasn't up to my usual high standards. We, we did that call on uh, Jennifer's mobile, uh, and her landline wasn't that great either, but we, I, I think uh, you, her enthusiasm and, and passion for her business comes across. 
and uh, indeed the kind of the kind of positive karma from the business you know what goes around comes around uh, the, the 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 business supporting her in her own time of need uh, I, I thought it was a sort of f- fascinating twist to that story also interesting to hear her views on the benefits of uh, entering competitions and the the importance of sort of recognizing uh, you know entrepreneurs and giving them a pat on the back and because it's a lonely old job sometimes as we all know probably so Okay, now uh, let's just uh, finish off the show by uh, rounding up a few comments from uh, listeners this uh, for this episode. I, a long-time listener and somebody I've known uh, on startup forums for, for quite a long while, a guy called Martin Dooley, um, wrote me a, a very, very late night or early morning um, email about which basically says um i'll summarize it because it's a bit rambling as i think martin will will attest to um he says that i was basically he says i've been working very hard not getting any sleep uh likely to grab a couple of hours before i get up in the morning it's been you know it's going to be hard my clients won't notice but it's very tough very demanding schedule and he says how about thinking if you could interview someone who can help in this area um, he was thinking of uh, on the subject that many people don't even contemplate because it's not a business subject per se and that is uh, sort of time management and insight into the to, to the fact that you know the world won't end if you um, have a problem or an issue um, and you do need to sort of cut yourself some slack at some points so uh yeah there's an interesting there's an interesting seed of a small biz pod show there um, and as i say regularly uh, your views your opinions your suggestions uh, very much influence uh, some of the topics that uh, i choose going forward so uh, martin there's a there's a great germ of an idea in there i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to take it and use it and uh, maybe we can talk to you about your uh, your sleep deprivation so thanks for that and then i also had a, a another uh old timer if i may call him so uh daryl caldwell uh, who says just listening to your podcast on market research and i immediately thought of tim ferris's mention of using pay-per-click or online auctions as a good research tool for products uh, tim advocated getting feedback from real customers not focus groups because people tend to say yes uh, they would buy something but would not actually buy it if pressed to get out their wallets. Uh, a short test period with Google AdWords or on eBay or, an, or on an eBay auction would actually reach people who are actually going to buy. Uh, yep, good advice there, Daryl. Um, good to mention Tim Ferriss as well. He's written um, quite a well-known book about, I suppose to a certain extent, time management, going back to Martin Dooley's um, approach about you know your four-hour work week. Uh, so there we are. Uh, be interesting to get Tim on the phone. Uh, also, indeed, uh, I'm a very big fan, as you probably know, Daryl, of going out there and selling products, real products to real people as a form of market research. And we touched on that topic in the last show. So, yeah, good point. Well made. And then uh, that is just... Oh, no, there was, I had an email from Paul Walber in... Australia, I think he's in Australia, or is he in New Zealand? No, he's not in... Hang on a minute. I think he's actually in... No, he's in Scotland, I'm pretty sure. He's in Scotland. I've seen... He's on the Frapper map, um, standing in a loch, I think, looking very 
very relaxed. So he says, Small Business Pod is a great podcast and I'll make it continue. I run a small architectural practice. I'm an architectural technician with over 20 years experience, uh, mainly working on domestic extensions, but I'm also looking at a flatted development here in Aberdeen. Aberdeen, there you go. And a small car showroom. So the business is developing and I'm hoping to push the company even further over the next few months. Hoping to start networking on the site soon and hopefully we'll get a chance to speak with you in the future. Uh, yep, sure thing, Paul. Uh, do make the most of... Uh, the Frapper Map and uh, probably the Facebook group is a good place to ask some questions and get some answers occasionally. Or the Ning site, plenty of options to interact with fellow listeners. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks for writing in. And then uh, just a quick mention of the some people who've signed up to the Frapper Map this uh, last few weeks. Um, Karen Hogue from Copenhagen, a fellow podcaster who I've been aware of and known a little for some little while. Um, good to see you there, Karen. And also um, Leonie Will Winson from Nottingham in the UK. So thanks for signing up to the Frapper Map. If you want to stick your pin in the map and show us your face or your photo, or you'd like to uh, join the uh, Small Biz Pod Frapper Group, uh, sign up to the Frapper Group uh, Facebook Group. Do that would be great. Um, there's some it been some interesting questions on very specific topics on Facebook. Uh, how to get into PR was one. Uh, how to find a shoe prototype manufacturer. Talking of prototypes, you might also want to check out um, uh, Rowena Mead's ongoing series of blog entries. Uh, she's a young entrepreneur based in uh, Leeds and she's developing a, a, a new form of toothbrush now to see how it's... She's, she's got some, some interesting insights if you're looking at developing a new product. Anyway, uh, that's probably just about it for today's show. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch, do drop me an email at alex at smallbizpod.co.uk. You can leave a message on the blog... Uh, in the comments section or just uh, ring me up uh, and leave a message on the answer machine and um, if you bear with me a second I'll even tell you what the number is this time uh, I'm not very good at giving the number out but the number to call if you're in the UK is 020-8133-1656 if you're in the US uh, it's uh, 415-287-3794 so do if audio comments I love them Leave a message, I'll play it. Which brings me breathlessly on to a this uh, month's track, music track. And this is a very, very, what I would describe as a very sweet electronica song. Very enjoyable indeed. Um, and it's sourced from a new uh, source of music for me, uh, a new uh, pod-safe uh, music network, if you like, called IODA. And the track is called, if I can find it, uh, yes, Love Comes First, and it's by the rather bizarrely named Techno Squirrels. Shut up. 